Hey, I'm Fred. And I'm Ant. And this is Create a Generation. Create a Generation of Hype. All right, Frederico, what is happening this week? This week we're chatting with Matt Tabor from the Vsauce team, who predominantly works alongside Kevin on the Vsauce 2 channel. So people always ask, like, what's, what's Vsauce? Where mm. did that come from? Um, and it was uh, like a random domain name generator. Damn, perfect. And then 10 years later and like 3 billion views now. And yeah. It's shocking. And they also have the really great podcast, The Create Unknown. Mm, looking forward to this one, Fred. Before we get started, just a quick reminder that we have Changer College, which is going to help you become an even better YouTube creator. And you can find it at changercollege.com. That's C-H-A-N-G-E-R college.com. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Matt Tabor, welcome to Create a Generation. Hey, thank you. Thanks for joining us, mate. So, Matt, you know the drill. I'm shit at introducing people. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, do me a favor and yeah. tell us who you are. What do you okay. do? Okay. Uh, I work with uh, the Vsauce company. Uh, they do science and math videos. A lot of people know Michael Stevens. He started Vsauce. Uh, I mostly work with Kevin on Vsauce 2. Um, and Jake Roper is on Vsauce 3. Michael's done just outstanding, crazy content for years where he takes some question and, and spends 20, 25 minutes on it uh, in a way that you've got to watch the video like three times to get all the nuance. And he had a great YouTube original, um, Mindfield, uh, three seasons of that. I think it's all available for free now. Uh, Kevin's been doing a variety of content. Uh, and evolved over time. Now he's doing a lot of paradoxes and cool math games, things like that. Uh, and Jake has a great new series, Could You Survive the Movies, where he goes through the science of what would happen to you in Back to the Future if you were Marty McFly, or uh, Men in Black is a, a big one, Ghostbusters, um, Mad Max Fury Road as well. And the pilot for that was Home Alone, and that was it was really fun going through all the stuff that happened that Kevin McAllister did in the movie to Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. Is that his name? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know, the taller, the criminal, yeah, goofy yeah, looking yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So just a, a total array of content. And uh, I work with Kevin on developing that stuff, producing it on the Vsauce 2 channel. So before we get more into uh, what you do at Vsauce, can we, let's, let's have a, let's, let's the hist- what's the history of Vsauce? Because, you know, it's one of those channels that's been there forever and everyone sort of knows it's one of those you know, big brands of from YouTube. So mm-hmm. what's, how did it all go? How did it all start? Yeah, uh, Michael started things as as kind of a gaming comedy channel way back in the day. I mean, it seems like forever ago. I mean, it must have been 10 years, uh, if not more. Um, and it had some success uh, with that format. I mean, he's a really funny guy. I mean, he, he's really witty and funny, and that translates well to, uh, to the gaming humor stuff. Uh, and if you think... Of the style back then, it was sort of the kind of thing that would be on like a collegehumor.com type site. You know, it was that style. Um, and I forget which video he made, but it had kind of an academic bent. Uh, and it just blew up. I mean, it was really, really good. And he's like, oh, people like this. I'm exceedingly good at this. Uh, maybe this is better than gaming comedy. You know, I wasn't around at that time uh, and certainly didn't work with him then. Uh, but uh, he evolved into what is currently Vsauce, uh, and that's why he's Vsauce now. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. He's he's massive. You know, it's, it's crazy how many people watch his content, love his content, and have for so long. 
On our podcast, somebody asked us an awesome question the other week, which was, how long do you think it's going to be before the next Elon Musk or somebody like him says that they were inspired by Vsauce? Mm. Oh, probably not that long. (laughs) You know, a lot of people who started watching in their teens, Mm. now they're at that age You know, let's say they're like 25, 26, where they're starting on entrepreneurial stuff, and we're going to hear it a lot sooner rather than later. And I think that he is going to have a a legacy, uh, regardless of what he does from here on out. I mean, he's still going stronger than ever, right? Um, But if he stopped right now, I think he would have uh, a legacy that dipped into uh, inspiring a whole lot of cool things in coming decades. That is really interesting. You, you don't uh, people don't think about that. Like there's there's this generation of YouTubers now who have such enormous influence, not just from like a brand point of view, but they actually are influencing the way people do things with their lives. Yeah, yeah. impact like impact, impact rather than influence. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, there are people who have been following along with uh, some of the other OGs, like I Justine. I love right. And I, Justine, has been at, at the beginning of almost everything. She was the first person to stream on Twitch mm. when it was still Justin.tv. Mm. Wow. Yeah, so that was like 18th century, wow. right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but she's been around a really long time, and you see people refer to her and just say, like, I watched what you did a while back and saw that you continued to do it and do new stuff, and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Mm. Uh, that's really cool to see, and I like the era that we're in because we're just starting to get enough time and space about 10 years into this whole scene to where we can see the influence on that next level. And uh, it's before we get sort of into Viso, sort of as that, that mega network it is now, um, you mentioned it started off something different. It was started in, in the gaming space, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was a while ago, and I don't know the the impetus on, on choosing that specific thing. Um, but it's remarkable that... Where it started is is so different than where it ended up. Yeah, and um, do you know why you meant? Not know why it started again. Why did it change into what it was? I think it was a combination of things. Um, I think probably the content was better, and maybe it was more scalable. I don't know about that, but I assume so. Um, but I think it's a much better fit for. Michael's mind and curiosity and his energy and all of that. Mm. He, he really can apply that in an educational topic constantly. Every video is going to have this driving curiosity that goes super deep into something. Like you jump down a rabbit hole, and when you get to the end of it, when you get to the bottom, uh, there's another rabbit hole. Mm. You know? And then there are five, and you have to choose which one that you're going. Like it never ends. And he's just kind of genius level you know with with curiosity but in an accessible way and that's why the audience is like him because you're learning this stuff along with him in real time Mm. um that's a really unique unique thing and i think i think that emerged over time that that was a really strong strong format for him uh with with really just who he is you mentioned the other day though it wasn't originally called vsauce what was the original channel name oh um yeah, his username, he told this to us on uh, on our podcast, was Pooplicker888. <laughs> and I love this because it's so radically different. You know, If you asked a bunch of YouTube fans and creators and stuff like that, like, oh, you know, who's, who's 
what you know who's the sharpest education guy on on YouTube? Like a lot of them are going to say Michael. Yeah. You're like, oh, you must mean poop licker. Eight eight eight. But that's that creativity in the comedy that that makes his stuff interesting to watch. Is he puts the personality in? Yeah. You know, so it actually was a little bellwether. You know, like a little Easter egg of of what was going to come. Yeah, that's like um, sexual lobster. Another great channel and he's like it's got nothing to do with the channel it's not it's still a animated it's quite funny uh comedy channel that yeah sexual lobster it's like why is this why is it called sexual lobster it's like i just thought it was funny at the time i wish i'd never called it that but that's what it is now and it's known that's kind of like vsauce so people always ask like what's what's vsauce where Mm. did that come from um and it was uh like a random domain name generator uh, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, Michael said he just kind of sat there one night, like click, 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 for hours to see what was available. Vsauce popped up. Cool. It's yeah. easy to spell. It's five letters. It's kind of snappy and catchy. Yeah. It's cool. It doesn't like lock you into anything. Bam, perfect. And then ten years later, and like, I don't know. It's it's got to be over three billion views now, and yeah. the sheer amount of time that humanity has spent. Watching Michael Kevin's and Jake's videos is, it's shocking. And <laughs> yeah, the origin stories on this stuff are, are really cool because yeah. they're not centrally planned. Amazing. They're really organic. So we talked about uh, Michael Kevin and Jake's as, as different uh, personalities on the Vsauce network. But mm-hmm. uh, can you tell us like how did each of those, I mean, we know about Mike, what, how did Vsauce 2 come about? Then how did Vsauce 3 come about? Uh, Kevin was into comedy and stuff as well. Uh, that was his interest years back. And I've known him a long time now. Um, yeah, over 25 years, you know. And so, and he was always just super uh, creative into uh, music, like, I think in in college university he did uh, uh, like sketch comedy, improv comedy, that kind of thing. It, and again, you see that in his videos that that it permeates in kind of his on on camera persona. Um, but yeah, he was he was making videos on YouTube and uh, a guy named Binky McFart Nuggets, which again, this is absolutely real. Um, I think he sent Michael a, an email that was just like, hey, check out this guy. He's making funny stuff. And Michael liked it and said, you know, ask Kevin to make a video for the Vsauce channel. And because at the time it was still comedy. And uh, as things grew, it made sense to separate that into Vsauce 2. Mm. Um, got confusing, I th- or not confusing, or they were worried about it getting confusing with two hosts on the same channel. Mm. You know, we've talked a bunch about the format and programming and stuff like that. And it was a bit too much of a jumble on, in one space, so just made a second channel. Mm. And then a couple of years down the line, uh, Jake wanted to really wanted to work with the Vsauce guys. He was doing, oh, he was doing a thing I think for Scientific American maybe, um, and happened to be working on the same floor as as Michael and Kevin in New York City, and got to know them, and and you know, I think he kind of pitched them on another channel. Hey, I'd love to work with you guys kind of thing. And it worked out. He had a distinctly different style. Uh, he had different type of content. You know, he was focusing on that science of, of gaming and film and that kind of thing. Uh, a bit more cinematic, too, because that's where his interests lie and his background is in that. Uh, so it was a really nice fit with the differentiation 
uh, where you've got three guys with some unifying features, unifying characteristics, um, one of which is that curiosity. Like that, that is the, the real binding force. But then each one makes their stuff in a completely different way. So you get some familiar things, and then you get the unique things to each of the three channels, and it's, it's worked out quite well. It, that is really interesting because you'd think that three different channels, you'd have to be, you know, you'd be worried about them separating in terms of identity, but they, they all have that Vsauce feel to them, right? That yeah. curiosity feel is strong amongst the channel, even though, you know, one is, you know, general science, one is more about math, and then mm-hmm. the other one is about, you know, film and entertainment kind of element to it too, but they all have that curiosity element, which is really strong. It's a, a boy band kind of thing too, <laughs> right? Where, who's, who's popular now with, with the kids? Is it like, is, is like BTS one of these bands? Is that this is, you know, this is the worst the room of people, people to ask that. You're Kenny Rogers. Uh, yeah. like, I don't know what the hell Fred listens to, like yeah, uh, Beach Boys or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I was talking to my Uber driver about this this morning. We were saying, like, what do you like? I, I love the Traveling Wilburys. Like, you know, like, oh, yeah, so do I. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, mean, I mean, that's old. Like, they're all, but it's, like, yeah, yeah, 88. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which I, I remember when Handle with Care came out. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember seeing the music video for it yeah. back in the day yeah how many what percentage of listeners are, are going to no, i don't know but i'll one. tell you what in like, terms of collaborations that was one of the most amazing collaborations of, right about that crea- creatives i've ever seen have you ever seen the video about it no for anyone listening if you ever get a chance to watch the probably not a dvd anymore the video about how those guys <laughs> got together and like over a weekend made this amazing album yeah and in some of the songs they only did in one take was just un- it just shows you like people like you know George Harrison, Roy Orbison, all those guys, how talented they were. Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Uh, Bob Dylan. Yeah. And the fifth was uh, Jeff, Jeff Lynn, Lynn yeah. from yeah, Electric Light yeah. Orchestra. Yeah. yeah. So um, just a little bit of a side, but that is truly a brilliant collaboration among artists. But they had uni- they had unifying features. Yeah. Because you think about these guys, and yeah. they're all very, very different. Yeah. Like Bob Dylan and Jeff Lynn are, you know, in 1977, were doing radically different things. Yeah. Well, they, well, and Roy Orbison too, right? Mm. Uh, and... They came together because they had this shared thing. And I mentioned the boy band part because, you know, if you think about some of the older ones like a Backstreet Boys um, or Spice Girls, that's good too, right? Because they had such distinct identities. You've got these five people who are deliberately designed and named and dress in a way to be different. But then they're all doing the same thing Mm. and and complement each other to get the product. And I think – some of the best channels work that way when they have multiple people. And I think the affiliated channels, when you've got, you know, this little network like a Vsauce thing with mm. different kind of different verticals in it. If you have that unifying feature and then you have some differentiation, you, you can make this work really well with, with different people. Mm. No, it's, it is incredible how um, they all tie together. And it's such an entertain. it's so entertaining as a network. But I think um, the really interesting thing is that, you know, often when people split off channels, they'll split different audiences, we'll go into different things. But with Vsauce, like there, I like all three channels and some I, mm-hmm. you know, and you, I watch all three together because that, that curiosity element is so strong amongst them. Um, and yeah, the concepts are, are strong around that. So that makes it watchable by anyone who's generally curious. Right? Yeah, a lot of people do uh, just plain like Vsauce, the group entity. Yeah. Uh, and some people do gravitate toward uh, one or the other or two out of the three and um yeah Ke- kevin was telling me at one of the vidcons uh, a few years ago uh this kid came up to the three of them 
and, and pointed at Michael and was like, I like you. Pointed at Jake, I like you. And pointed at Kevin, I don't like you. <laughs> like, and that's totally fair. Uh, you know, it, it, sometimes you're just into the certain topics and, and uh, styles more. And, it, you know, I laugh at it because I, I know there are people who, who like Kevin and watch all of Kevin's videos and probably don't watch as much of Michael or Jake, if any. So that's just the way it is on YouTube. Um, but, yeah, it's probably just not the way to go about it, telling people that. I wouldn't have said it yeah. that way. <laughs> Although I appreciate how bold that mm. was. I mean, it's a good story, but yeah. He thought, thought he was in the YouTube comments. It's like... <laughs> so I, I, I remember we, we met at VidCon in the mm-hmm. US, and I don't know if you, you remember this, but we, I was <laughs> talking... Uh, we met, I was talking to the, uh, the internet historian, um, and he was like, oh, there's Kevin. I've got, to, I've got to chat to him, but he looks busy. And I, I didn't know who he was talking about. I wasn't. Lo- I wouldn't see where he was looking. Okay. And I was like, I'll just call him over. And he goes, no, no, he's busy. And I just sort of screamed like, Kevin! <laughs> and Kevin turned around and saw me. He came over. And I'm like, oh, man, this is the resource guy. I didn't realize that. <laughs> and then we just started chatting. And obviously yeah. then we had, we had a chat and we told him. You know, it's amazing how these conversations go from just like shouting across out across uh, VidCon and then you know, next thing you know, you're you're, yeah. Australia, you're here in Australia. Luckily, you didn't follow up. With, oh, it's, oh, it's Kevin. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't like you either. Oh. No, I like it's Michael. I, I, <laughs> no, 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 it's just cool. Um, but yeah, Kevin does have amazing fans, yeah, and yeah. It, it, it's really cool to see uh, to see a lot of the comments, to yeah. see uh, the people who who love following his stuff, uh, like in our podcast Discord, yeah. um, and also at the events. I, I love watching people come up to all of those guys and have conversations about some video or just stand there like weirdly starstruck. You know, there's a charm in witnessing that kind of thing because you know, they're all completely normal. Yeah. You know, and you just want to grab the kid and, and, and just say like, it's, it's really okay. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a totally regular guy. Yeah. You know? He was. I mean, I shouted out and he literally came across and shook my hand and said, hey, how you going? And I was like, oh, yeah. wow. It's like another crazy man <laughs> yelling at me. Okay, <laughs> VidCon, all right, whatever. But, but like, the reason I like, I, I like Kevin, especially apart from the other guys, is that because the area he talks about in terms of math is not something I'd usually be super interested in. Mm-hmm. But um, like you watch the videos and he'd talk about something and it becomes super accessible and super interesting. Yeah. And that enthusiasm just goes right through, right, from – you know, explaining a paradox to, you know, explain the science of a, a pasta chair, right? And yeah. You guys did yeah. as well. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's great how you, you've created that network around that. But does that mean that now you've got to be very careful in terms of expansion about how you expand either from the channels or beyond the channels? I'm sure that's constantly in in Michael's mind. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's really his thing and uh, – they they did expand to the Ding channel. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about Ding. Do I have to? You have to. I yeah. have to. <laughs> Ding was not always called Ding. Um, so back in the day, the the programming was really different on some of the channels. So it, this matters to this this answer. So for example, on Vsauce two, Kevin had a couple different shows. One was BDP, which stood for Build It, Do It, Play It. Yeah. Um, one was uh, FAC. FAK, Facts and Knowledge, and uh, Mind Blow was sort of like a science tech news brief. Um, so one of the things uh, that they did back then was called Do Online Now, Guys. The acronym for that is DONG, and uh, it was really popular. People loved it and still love it, uh, where you know they would, they would go to a site that was really cool for some reason. You're like, hey, you can go do this thing right now. Watch this video. Go do it. Um, yeah, so the Dong channel is the fourth 
channel in that network. Um, I think uh, now it's uh, primarily Michael. Um, he can do uh, shorter, more off-the-cuff kind of uh, videos on that. So it's a really good fit as he's working on on the big, really complex stuff. But at a certain point, um, you know, they, Dong probably was an algorithm, you know, liability, I guess. I don't know. Um, but it changed to Ding with an exclamation point, which I like that name better mm. anyway. I like Ding with the exclamation point for the I. Mm. I like Ding, but it's always been Ding. <laughs> it's never been called anything else. But it's a really cool addition to those three channels to have that um, more relaxed, you know, kind of lower stakes format. Yeah, uh, I, I like it a lot. So, what is what's next? Um, who knows? I don't know if there will ever be a fifth one. I don't know. Um, I don't know what what Michael's thinking there, but they've gone in other directions with the YouTube originals, with Mindfield, with Could You Survive the Movies. Uh, Kevin's got several projects now. Uh, that he's developing. Uh, and that's a really nice way to expand without coming up with like a, a brand new channel. Yeah. Fred, let's take a quick break here and just give ourselves a big plug. We are super excited by this new initiative. We have created the Changer Creator College. The Creator College, quite simply, is a place where you can get a whole bunch of online courses, including our brand new Accelerate course for YouTube, designed to help emerging and new creators become even better on the world's biggest video platform. The reason we think it's pretty good is that it's not just our opinions, but the opinions of a bunch of really great creators and experts coming together to give you a very logical, structured course. Damn right. It is the college just for creators. So check it out at changercollege.com. That's C-H-A-N-G-E-R college.com. So like Vsauce as, as I guess as a network, it's a pretty, it's one of those big groups on YouTube. There are not many of them around. Um, no, no, especially not so much anymore. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've got the guys who do like Unbox Therapy and they've got like a you know, pretty big Sort of set up as well. Yeah, Lou is great. Uh, yeah. Jonathan Morrison with TLD, and yeah. uh, they have you know a good studio and pump out a bunch of content with a couple different guys. Mm. It's cool. So your actual studio is in LA. Yeah, yeah. Vsauce works out of LA. Yep. Yeah, and so and but the interesting thing about you guys is that you are nowhere near that, are you? Not close at all. Yeah. No, I'm in New York. Uh, so New York. State. state. Yes, <laughs> state, not the city. Not the city. Um, about a four-hour drive from New York City. Yeah. So so fairly well isolated. Um, and Kevin is? Yeah, he's on the East Coast as well. Right. Yep. Right. And so you guys aren't even near the, the, the home base. No. Yeah. No. It, it's, it's interesting um, dynamic, though. You still get, obviously, you still create regular content, and you get things done, and you run part of this enormous global network how does that all work yeah um it works very differently for kevin than it does uh, for me um because he's you know he, he's involved in the vsauce stuff uh, day to day uh, they have the the curiosity box which is a, a quarterly shipment of, of really cool things right um and you can imagine all the work that goes into that every day where they're talking about uh the products and like choosing this one or that one or how to customize this thing and talking about marketing it and uh, the customer service and like logistics, like this is, it's a full on hour by hour business. Mm. So he has to be involved with that, which is hard from a distance. Uh, but you know, you figure it out, mm. you come up with a way to work. And then on the 
actual Vsauce 2 video side, um, we we do everything remotely. You know, he uh, we develop the ideas and uh, get some things down on paper after the research and uh, hit the creative side. Um, he does the filming. We have uh, uh, a guy named Tom Carroll, who his channel is Aspect Science. He makes really beautiful content. Mm. Uh, that's something to check out. If anybody is a Vsauce viewer, they would love Tom and Aspect Science, and he helps us out with editing. Um, he's in, in England. Mm. So we have this little network of people doing their own thing, um, communicating well, despite the different time zones um, and very different jobs. And there's a, a level of independence that has to happen. You know, that, that isn't going to be a good fit for everybody. There's a lot of self-direction. Uh, but at the same time, you, you learn how to be in tune with what the other people are doing and how to support what they're doing and get help from, from others when you need it, uh, even though you're in radically different places doing very different things. And, and that's something we excuse me. That's something we haven't really covered. You're not on camera on Vsauce too. No, no. So what the hell do you do? Like, what is it that you do? Like, explain that so that not not know like oh, what the hell do you do? You just like yeah. hanging out in the woods or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, this, this is like an <laughs> office space when the the guy like, gets you, called in. and He's like, "What is it you do here?" Because well, I, 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 I think a lot of people would feel this is like a little bit of an Australian thing. You might it yeah. sound more insulting than you actually, <laughs> yeah. he actually meant exactly. to be. He didn't actually mean like what the hell I, do you do. Yeah. He meant like, what, what yeah. do you what do you do? Yeah. Because yeah. like a lot of creators would be like, "Well, if he's not on camera and he's not the talent, and you're not." editing it what like right. how does this work what do you do like how does it all fit together What's I, the- I actually don't do anything <laughs> but but michael thinks i do so he still like signs the checks like uh, i don't think michael and Ke- oh, kevin listen yet <laughs> yeah. Yeah. can, can you just beep this out yeah. like 22 seconds of beep yeah. um yeah so it, the way the way we work we've done videos at about like one every two to three weeks okay so it's really tough to find a topic that's going to fit Okay, because very few people are interested in going for 12 minutes on a math-based game or a logic-based paradox. Uh, Science is a little bit of an easier sell uh, because you can usually do something visually cool or like explain something mind-blowing in science and and people are into it. Math doesn't work that way. Mm. Yeah, it just doesn't. And so you've got to find something that is at its core an entertaining, surprising, interesting premise, but one that you can talk about consistently without it getting boring, without like a 90-second dry dead spell, and that you can do something with it visually so that people want to watch this video and not click away. So there are a lot of very good topics on paper that would make for excellent articles. People make great book chapters out of them. They make for terrible YouTube videos. Mm. And so step number one is us choosing a topic and talking about, uh, is this going to work? Can, can you call this something enticing enough for somebody to click on in the first place? Can you do something on camera, uh, demo this in such a way that it's going to play well? You're going to have people sticking around till the end. That's really, really hard. Yeah. And your, your process around that is that, just a lot of time in textbooks and Googling or 
Yeah, like, I actually, did, yeah. I must have brought 12 to 15 pounds of math books to Australia with me. <laughs> yeah, and I had to put them in my backpack, too, because I could not take the chance of my luggage getting lost. Right. Like, that's disastrous. Wow. So my backpack was MacBook math books. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's a good start. Um, it's a really good start to, to do it that way. And then, then we talk about whether it's going to work. And the, the nice thing there is that Kevin and I approach things very differently. Um, very often, I'll think something is a great idea. I look at it and, and just know this one's going to bang. It's going to be great. And then he looks at it and he's like, this sucks, man. This isn't going to work. <laughs> uh, and that explains the reasons why. And he's absolutely and totally right. You know, he's got this uh, creative approach to it where he's seeing how this is going to play out visually and, and kind of mentally. So you get this mix of the creative on his side and analytical on my side, and that balances, and mm. we kind of filter each other's best and worst ideas. So if we agree on something and we work out those kinks, what's left is, is probably going to be a decent decent video. You know, they, they don't all uh, turn out that way, and some surprise you where people aren't very interested, and others surprise you where it blows up and you're like, well... I knew it was a good idea, but not that good. Mm. Um, yeah, but that's step one is that filtering process to figure out what the topic is going to be. And then it's, it's going through that, that whole process of presenting the thing. Uh, we found that we can't have more than like seven or eight seconds uh, where somebody's not getting hooked. If there's a monologue, for example, uh, yeah, uh, that's not going to work up front in a video. People aren't, aren't really invested yet. Mm. Uh, so if, yeah, seven or eight seconds, we've got to keep it interesting. You know? And so applying that to, to a topic uh, can, be, can be pretty tough. You know? But going through the detail, making sure this is going to be engaging, uh, get it to a reasonable length. Um, if there's any consideration with somebody who's uh, sponsored a video, which is pretty rare, uh, where that would have any effect on the content. Um, but when that happens, you know, that's that's a thing too. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, just sorting it out there. And then Kevin films. When he films, I go back to the next video. Mm. So as soon as uh, he's ready to film, I immediately get started on the next one. Yeah. And so that process overlaps a little bit, and we just roll in that cycle. You talked about sponsoring a video. Um, obviously, uh, as these big networks grow, um, you know, you're not going to depend on necessarily YouTube revenue and you want to build brand deals and stuff into it. Um, it's an interesting balance between having a brand involved and actually staying true to your content as well. Um, do you have any stories about any sponsored videos you've done and, and how they sort of panned out and how you made that interesting? Oh, yeah, we got a few good ones. <laughs> um, the ones that I really like, there's one about two years ago which uh, Royal Caribbean Cruises uh, sponsored Kevin to film the solar eclipse that was, uh, the point of totality was over the United States. This is a, a super rare, you know, it was a once-in-a-generation kind of thing. And they, they'd made a cruise that would be directly under the point of totality in the ocean. That was how they sold the cruise. Like, you go on this cruise, we make a big thing out of it. Uh, they had Bonnie Tyler and Joe Jonas sing Total Eclipse of the Heart <laughs> as this was happening. I mean, it was a big production, right? Um, so Kevin had to make a video on that, and he gave a couple uh, really good talks to uh, the ocean goers, you know, on the, on the ship. So 
Yeah, we we only had one shot at that, and it was awesome for me because uh, Eric, who <laughs> Eric Langley is a fantastic VFX guy and, and beautiful cinematographer, he had to shoot Kevin with this eclipse. You know, you have to have a special lens to mm. capture the sun, so that was one thing. Obviously, you only get one shot at this, <laughs> and it's a fleeting thing. Mm. Okay. Those poor guys were so stressed out, and I had nothing to do. So, like, I had no role in this at all. And it was amazing because somebody somebody had to, like, hang out properly. So, like, I'm in the VIP area with, uh, you know, like, Bonnie Tyler and Joe Jonas and the others. It's this little roped-off thing about the size of this room. And so it, it was awesome. And I'm, like, sipping champagne and looking over and... Kevin and Eric are just stressed out to the max. They look like they want to die, and the, the eclipse is kind of happening. I'm like, oh, so happy that I'm not responsible for this one. Um, that was really cool, and it was a great video. Uh, this year has been has been awesome. Um, we did a thing with the U.S. Navy uh, where Kevin played uh, Battleship inside a, a nuclear submarine with one of the Navy's nuclear technicians. Can that I was cool. point out, you mean Battleship the game, not actual go to war with anyone? <laughs> battleship, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah. Good it was, point. Yeah. It was funny because he, he, we wanted to, like, it would have been amazing to work in a couple a couple jokes like that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they wouldn't let it. They reviewed all, all the raw footage. Right. They wouldn't, you know, like, before we left the base, they went through all of it before giving it back to us. Right. Yeah, so it was, you, Fair know, enough, you couldn't do something like, oh, what's this button do? But it was a really cool experience um, that... He did a great job, Kevin did, blending a video he wanted to make, which in this case, it was about um, the probability density uh, of a game of Battleship and the optimal strategy to really to win in the fewest amount of moves. Um, that's a video that he legitimately would have made in his studio. Mm. So as a collaboration like that, it was great. You know, he wasn't sacrificing any of his creativity and like he didn't have to do anything that he didn't want to do he got to make a video he'd make in a different situation in a collaborative process Mm. so that was a really cool thing to see him execute yeah Yeah. Uh, it's it actually is a really good video too if you get a chance (laughs) to see it um but another one i enjoyed was the uh the pasta chair one yeah you recently did because i I like the adventure side of that you know Mm. getting out of the studio and 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 building that and talking about you want to tell us a bit about that one no. <laughs> Still recovering? <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was in September. Um, and uh, Kevin submitted an, I- an idea to a sponsor who uh, the channel had worked with in the past. Uh, very traditional sponsorships, you know, where it's like, uh, thanks to, uh, to LastPass for sponsoring this video, that kind of thing. Um, they, wanted, they wanted to help him make something he otherwise wouldn't ever make, which is amazing. You know, massive Massive thanks to them for taking that step. Some sponsors do that, mm-hmm. uh, and increasingly so. I like seeing this trend where they just say, we want to be associated with really awesome content. Let's help somebody make it. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to see them do it. Uh, he submitted an idea. By the time they said yes to that, the time in the calendar year to execute that idea had passed. There was a bit of a window seasonally uh, where it would work. So they said yes to an idea that, that couldn't be done until the following year. Oh, we need something else. Uh, on a very tight deadline, Kevin says, well, I want to I, I build a chair out of spaghetti. <laughs> well, okay, we'll figure out a way to do this. And they said yes. So as soon as they got the, 
they sent the thumbs up on that? Uh, it was a scramble. We had seven days to assemble a team, get ourselves and that team to Rome. Um, and Why Rome? That's where the pasta is. <laughs> Come <Yeah>. on. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we thought about it. It's like, oh, you could go to Walmart and buy a bunch of pasta and build this thing in your backyard. Yeah. Or even, uh, even go and collaborate with somebody in the U.S., yeah. Uh, who who's great at this stuff? Yeah. You know, it would not be a bad video if if Kevin went to like Mark Rober or Dustin Sandlin of Smarter Every Day and they built this pasta chair. Like that would be a fantastic video. Um, but it's really tough to secure anybody like that in days. Yeah. <laughs> we thought, well, what's going to make it interesting is if we go to Italy to make this and and we get a really nice uh, setting setting for it. Um, luckily, there was a villa that was just incredible it's just incredible we were talking about what it would have taken if we'd had to shoot that in something like la Mm. we would have needed multiple sets it would have been virtually impossible probably actually impossible to not have sound not have all you know sound mucking up every step of uh, the production instead we had this like three acre villa in the middle of rome that there's no sound other than a lot of birds. Mm. Um, we did. Uh, we needed help with this because it was such a tight timeline. We found a spaghetti building championship at a university in Hungary. So we sent them a cold email basically saying, do you have a couple people who want to come to Italy this weekend and build a spaghetti chair with us? We promise we're real. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the best you can do. <laughs> and we tried not to stress out about it. Given the time change, we thought we'll just go to bed and hopefully we have a response in the morning. And if we don't, uh, on, on to something else, I guess. Uh, so I booked those tickets not knowing if we were going to have a team in Italy. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we just got a direct flight out of uh, New Jersey that would work for all of us uh, to go to Rome and hoped it was going to work out we got a response from these two guys uh norby and johnny who are champion spaghetti builders in budapest (laughs) and they agreed to be there like yeah if you're gonna you know if you're gonna grab our tickets and all that uh we'll do this and so i booked them that day uh dom burgess who's also amazing science uh science channel everything with a k Mm. Uh, and, and he's fantastic on VFX stuff. Like, he's a wizard. Um, he came in from England to film for us. A bit of a short trip, England to Italy. That was easier than what we had to deal with. Um, and all of a sudden, we had this team and a whole bunch of spaghetti and, and cannelloni. <laughs> um, we started building a, a chair out of that. Yeah. And it, actually, epoxy was a big deal, too. Uh, you can't take epoxy on a plane because even though it's not so directly flammable, it's not going to combust on its own. But if there is a fire, it smokes very badly. Mm. So because of that, it's banned on planes. All right. Well, even in the EU as well. So even those guys, the Hungarian guys, couldn't bring it to us. We couldn't get the kind that we needed in Italy. So as a backup, I, I, I split up the epoxies in my luggage and hoped that it wouldn't get taken. It didn't. I'm not advocating bringing illegal epoxy on a, you know, intercontinental flight. But yeah, so it was just one of those things like stressing out over every little 
bit of this thing with no room for error because we had this villa for three days. Mm. Had to get shot, and, and there was no fourth day. Mm. Had to get done. Uh, we got there in the end, and, you and it worked out. You hadn't tested the chair design no, before either. No, <laughs> no, it was purely, yeah, purely Norby and Johnny and Kevin's engineering guessing at, at what was going to work. And you yeah. just went down to the store, bought some pasta, and just made That's it right. Then, right? Yeah, they. I, I don't know if they used a GoPro or what. Um, they had some small camera where it shows them, yeah, they went down to the grocery store and loaded up with with pasta. Right. And it, it was a problem, too, because they were assuming that they'd be able to use 100% whole wheat pasta, which is quite strong. The semolina flour is, is really hard stuff when it's dried. They could only get egg-based pasta, and egg is far more brittle. It was going to be um, a, a wheat-based chair probably would have supported twice the weight. Yeah. So when there was only egg, there's this moment of stress where it's like, can we even pull this off? Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we didn't know if it was going to work. I like that tension in the video, but because we didn't know, uh, we tested it on a diving board over the pool at the villa. If it works, cool. If it doesn't, Kevin goes in the water. <laughs> you know, like we, we get this fantastic failure. Yeah. So it was really fun to see that play out and deal with all the challenges along the way on it. Uh, yeah, you should check out the video if you're, you're interested in, in how uh, that, that plays out. out. Yeah. I think it's called Can Pasta Hold Your Weight? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it sounds like you either by, by design or by just it just keeps happening that that sort of pressure of um, time and mm-hmm. challenge is, is does that help the creativity a bit? Like for you guys, do you think the having limited amount of time and sort of ride that wave of creativity? You know, I feel like this is is sort of where kids and and university students are like, I do my best work at the last minute, Mm. you know, and you think that at the time. And now that I'm older, I look back, I'm like, no, you absolutely don't do your best work at the last minute. If you work at it for two months, it's obviously better. But um, yeah, it can spur you into doing things that you otherwise might not consider, which is, is cool in that creative process. What I really like about it is that it forces you into decisions. That's massive because you simply don't have a choice. You can't mull over uh, you can't mull over every option when you're on such a tight time crunch. Now, as an example on that pasta video, there was a miscommunication on bringing dowels that were going to serve as uh, supports for gluing uh, the, the pasta together to make the legs. You put the dowel in the middle, you know, shoot them all down, and then glue them together. You've got to have a tube like this uh, to form these legs. Um, long story short is none of us brought that. We needed it at about 2 a.m. Nobody had it. We couldn't go to a hardware store and get it or anything. There was, there was no Walmart nearby that was 24 hours that sold dowels. <laughs> so we had to figure it out. Um, if we'd had more time, we would have gone to bed and the next day gone and got dowels. Um, what ended up happening is I noticed that the stands for the lights on the outdoor shoot were just about the size that we needed for dowels. They were made from metal tubing. And if we uh, took a, a grinding cutter on a rotary tool, we could cut the legs off these and have metal dowels that will serve for this. It's a cool part of the video uh, to see to see them cut that apart and, and make do on it. That only happened because we were in a tight time crunch. 
it added a, a cool creative element that wouldn't have been there <laughs> if number one we'd planned better, <laughs> number two had more time. So yeah, it, it definitely can make things more interesting. It's way more stressful. Um, the moments before we realized the metal was there, they weren't good moments. <laughs> yeah. they, they were high blood pressure, near aneurysm moments uh, because we actually needed that time for the epoxy to dry or to cure rather. It takes a full 24 hours to cure. We were worried at that point about the noodles, uh, the strength of them with the egg based. So we could not afford to deal with it in the morning. We needed that eight hours yeah. for the epoxy. So like it, it really sucked until we found a solution. Yeah, I, I guess most people don't plan on their shoot to just chop up their LUT stands. No. Like that's Then we chop up the LUTs. <laughs> <laughs> um, shifting gears a bit, I want to talk about um, young creators, new creators who like look up to, to Vsauce and, you know, they really want to make a, a career um, on YouTube. Um, is there room for new creators to become that next Vsauce or the next big network on YouTube? Constantly. And it will never end. It will never end in the educational or informational space. Mm. Uh, as long as reality exists, mm. there are people who need to explain cool parts of reality. Yeah. Uh, so there's a never-ending supply. Mm. You know, and I, I know that people always think, oh, there's so many people doing this. Like with, with science, science content. Mm. Um, yeah, it might be a little tough to stand out in the space initially. So what? So what? That's like saying, well, like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to write this song or ever perform it because there are a lot of songs out there. Yeah, there are a lot of songs out there. It makes no difference. It's not like music has stopped because we got full. Uh, it's the same way with, with YouTube stuff. So you always do it differently. And we were talking the other day about this, about how you can do the same topic that other people have done. It's not going to be the same. You're going to do it differently. You're going to talk about different stuff. Uh, even if you tried to, to make an exact replica, you wouldn't be able to do it. Um, because of that, you know, there's nothing that's off limits. There's nothing that's saturated. Yeah. Some things are better than others. Uh, I mean, there are certain, you know, certain niches that, that I would say, well, you're going to have a, a tough time. It's going to take a long time to establish yourself here. Not so much in this other space. Consider that. But anything's possible. I mean, nobody should look at it and say, well, we're at capacity. And YouTube is such an amazing place to, to learn things. There's always going to be that curiosity, right? So there's always that room to not just create something entertaining but enriching as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we saw a, a video the other day um, about a, a dad, a family, um, and the daughter was born with – very small eye, no eye in one of the eye mm. sockets. Okay, yeah. And um, they needed to put a prosthetic eye in the place because if you don't, apparently the skull, skull collapses on itself. Right, like a placeholder. Yeah, like a placeholder, yeah. 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 And um, when she was young, they went to you know, a doctor to get it done and apparently it was very traumatic and the mole got stuck and the baby was crying and the parents were traumatic and the dad was like, mm. you know what, I don't want to put my daughter through that, so I'm going to build my own um, prosthetic eye. Um <laughs> I think his wife was like, I don't know if it's going to work. Mm -hmm. But he went to YouTube and he figured out how to do it. And, you know, through trial and error, he actually built his daughter a prosthetic eye. That's nuts. That's it's awesome. Nuts. And, and, <laughs> and it was so fulfilling that he did it for more people. And he went, he went overseas to learn how to become, I think it's called an Oculus, to, to mm. learn that, to do it yep. for other people. But he started from, 
you know that that value from education you get on YouTube, and it, it made me think, like, man, you know, <coughs> the amount of value people can get from educational content is incredible, and it almost has no limit. You know, you'd never have thought that someone could learn how to make an eye for yeah. a child. It's uh, crazy. It's yeah. available there. Yeah, there's no end to it. Yeah. Um, and uh, another example of this, which I love because you'd think it's some of the most most boring stuff possible. A friend of mine, his name is Sean Malone. He uh, has the channel for uh, the Foundation for Economics Education. Would it be possible for you to name a channel something more boring than <laughs> something about <laughs> economics education? Mm. You know, this is grim. Uh, these are not going to be sexy videos, right? Uh, no, not right. Uh, what Sean does that's so amazing is he has a series called Out of Frame where he looks at uh, different movies and talks about uh, talks about the role of economics in them in a way that you don't even realize it's about economics. So, it, for example, he did a couple videos on why Thanos is wrong in uh, the Avengers stuff. <laughs> uh, why the, the notion that uh, you snap your fingers and get rid of half the population. You know, it makes the planet better and this and that. Um, why Why that's just completely the wrong approach and doesn't work the way Thanos thinks, it, thinks it's going to work. Uh, that's really interesting. Really interesting. Uh, yeah, and he's had tremendous success with that series. That's cool. Importantly, Matt has mentioned very, very briefly that you have your own podcast as well with you and Kevin. Oh, yeah. The Create Unknown. Yeah. And you are the featured talent. You are in that as well. You, you know, so right, yeah. Tell us a bit about that because it's somewhat similar to what we're doing here, but maybe not quite as good, but, you know, it's pretty good. <laughs> like, it's good. It's worth listening to. Like, it's good. And you can watch it too. Yeah, you, you can watch it too. It's on yeah. YouTube as well. That's so. right. It's on YouTube and every podcast platform in existence. So it's yeah. probably probably more available than us, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll put a, a link to it. Yeah, well, but but cool. tell us a bit about that. What's what's the go with that? Uh, we talk to a bunch of different creators about their creative process. Uh, sometimes about the business side, how they've developed a sustainable model. Uh, everybody kind of does it differently, and there are still some uh, some features that run through all of them. Um, I've alluded to a couple things uh, earlier, like talking about I Justine. Um, her evolution over the years has been incredible. Very few people can talk about that kind of thing because so few were around at that time. So we'll do something like spend an hour talking to her about how she started as kind of an Apple fangirl uh, and went from there and went through all of these iterations of different platforms uh, to get to the one that she's on now. And who knows what she's going to be doing in five years. It's really cool to see the flexibility that, that she has and the comfort with it, with evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's awesome. Quebble Cop, uh, who makes gaming videos, is an absolute business genius. Talking to him about the process that he's created with multiple people in different places. Uh, I saw on Twitter the other day, uh, he met the guy who makes his thumbnails for like the first time in three years or something. I mean, he's been working <laughs> with him for a long time, but they hadn't been in the same place. Uh, but he has a very efficient system of filming content, getting it through his pipeline and out on the other side. Uh, so we'll talk about things like that. Um, Casey Neistat, uh, I mean, Casey's Casey. Like <laughs> He's all over the place in the best possible way. Mm. And that was just a free form kind of conversation. And then sometimes Kevin and I will talk about 
an issue that that has popped or something that we've wanted to talk to people about for a long time. One that we loved was this this meme that's gone around about how you shouldn't take you shouldn't take criticism from anybody you wouldn't go to for advice. And the graphic that really got shared a lot had Morgan Freeman on it for no good reason. He's not the one who said this. <laughs> Um, but people really love that. And it was like, it had like 250,000 likes on Twitter. That advice sucks. That's the worst <laughs> advice possible. Um, you should very smartly take criticism, criticism from everybody, including your audience all the time. And if you do it the way that meme says you should do it, you're going to be missing out on mm. a lot of really important stuff. So it took us an hour to talk about that. Awesome. So, yeah, so it's a range of people and, and us drawing on the 15, 20 years that we each have in, in different facets of the media game. So based on that, and what would you, your top three tips be for emerging or new YouTubers or any YouTuber who wants to be like a Vsauce or anyone big? Yeah, uh, start and actually do it because <laughs> the way, like, I know people say that all the time, but you have to be realistic about what it means when people say the just do it stuff, yeah, people are still nervous about it. But the reality is, who are you going to disappoint? Your zero fans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is very low stakes. It's really about you. Uh, so kind of get over yourself and do it and go from there and figure out along the way what you like doing, what you don't like doing. You've got to get comfortable. Uh, we've all talked about stuff like the burnout and stresses and all of that for a long time now really helps when you know yourself at the very beginning. So that's a really important part of it. It's actually important to uh, feel nervous about it when you make the stuff because uh, then you, you figure out what to avoid, what to get better at, what to tackle head on. Mm. You've got to do that. That's, it holds more people back than anything else. That's one. Mm. It's a big yeah. one. It's, it's a good one. one. It is a big one, and so much is wrapped up. Yeah. So much is wrapped up in that. Yeah. Any, any others? Any others? Yeah. That's it. That's it. I want. What there about is nothing so more? <laughs> in the in like in your time with um, Vsauce and other really mm-hmm. successful creators, and also you know from talking to them at, through your podcast, is there any common trait or traits across the board that you see? It's tough to make a ruling on that right now yeah. because I think some of the traits or lack of traits are going to show up a couple years down the road. So, for example, um, the people who are comfortable getting help with different parts, they're doing really well now. Um, I, I can't say that some people don't, uh, who, who don't go for help are going to have a rough time because they're not having it yet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sort of like looking at a stock price and feeling like, well, this stock's going to go up and this stock's going to go down. You know, I, I'm predicting the future here. Um, but, yeah, the ones who... The ones who are extremely honest with themselves and open to working with other people in all sorts of capacities, whether it's trusting them to do a rough cut edit on your video, whether it's trusting somebody to rough up or even completely write a script for you. Uh, It could be on the business side where we were talking this morning about uh, how some people would rather have 100% of a small pie that they bake themselves than 80% of a massive pie that they got help with. Mm. So getting a mentality where you get comfortable with help, finding value in it, 
uh, to make your life easier, to make more money or whatever it is, just something of value to you, the people who do that tend to be much, much better off. Mm. Yeah, that's very good. Awesome advice. All right, Matt, unfortunately we have to wrap it up, but thanks so much for joining us on The Creative Generation. It's been so good to have you in the studio and hang out and have a chat. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Yeah. And I do say this every time, but that was very interesting. And I think the particularly interesting thing is that even though Vsauce is a massive network, as Matt outlined, there is still opportunity for emerging creators to do exactly what they did. Yeah, and that advice of just start, the opportunities are there. Bang on. Love it. Till next time. Bye. Create a generation on the mic.